0: Hey, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 142. Our guest today is an amazing performance coach and works with some top athletes in our sport. Today, we're going to talk all about confidence and his newest book, Ride Big, which has some huge backing behind it. Olympic gold medalist, BZ Madden, and episode 111 on the Equestrian Podcast, make sure you go listen, had to say this about our guest's newest book. This book will help equestrians build their confidence, handle their emotions, and deal with pressure. I highly recommend it to competitors looking to take their riding to the next level. That is quite the seal of approval. So without any further ado, I would love to welcome our guest today, John Haim. I would love to hear a little bit about your story and kind of how you got to where you are today. But first, how did you find yourself first into the equestrian industry?
1: Yeah, I have a very sort of diverse, I would say, background, uh, Bethany. I come from executive coaching and I come from other sports, professional sports leagues, the NBA, NFL, PGA Tour, NHL. But I found myself coming into equestrian through actually a friend of mine who called me, who asked me to help his daughter, who was a meter 20 show jumper. So that's how I got into it. And it's, first of all, it's a fascinating area to get into for me, very challenging because I didn't know anything initially about uh, the horse world. So there's been a major, uh, very steep learning curve, I would say probably the last six years or so, but I've done all I possibly can. I've taken lessons. I've done some flatting. I've done some jumping. I've gone to... shows. I've been to the best shows in the world. I've talked to obviously my clients who are some of the top writers. I've talked to trainers. I've been to clinics. I've talked to everybody and read everything I possibly could to understand. So I'm getting there, I would say. But really, when you get down to a performance is performance. So Mm -hmm. whether I'm working in sports or entertainment or corporate you know a performer is a performer so there's those commonalities and so i i i kind of have that experience and background uh, helping me you know in equestrian
0: Definitely so before this industry you mentioned all the different sports that you worked within what did your like day to day or week to week life look like for you as far as your career
1: Well, I started in corporate. I I actually played professional sports. I was a professional golfer, and I traveled around the globe for about six years playing professional golf on professional golf tours. Okay, so that's sort of my background. I was I grew up in the game of golf. My dad was a golf professional, you know, I got pretty good at it. I went to school on a full scholarship to a school called Purdue University in Indiana. And then I turned pro and I played for six years. And later on following that, I got into business. And I kind of made my way into performance and leadership and what I do today is I, I executive coach. So I executive coach in the C-suite, I executive coach up and coming people in the corporate environment. And I also work in the major professional sports leagues. I coach, you know, top 50 athletes. I coach athletes in the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, ATP Tennis, PSA, World Squash, and certainly FEI now. So that's sort of my background. So it's a a bit of a different background, certainly coming from professional sports and then Mm -hmm. working in corporate, but all of the above have helped me create a really unique, I think, performance model for athletes that I started developing in Asia about 15 years ago when one of the executives I was working with asked me to help his daughter, who was a tennis player. And I built a model, uh, a performance model out of performance psychology and sports psychology and executive coaching and emotional intelligence and neuroscience. And I put all the pieces together and it's the, it's the program I use with, with some of the world's best athletes today. So that's the background. It's, it's a bit weird, but yeah, it's a bit weird and it's a bit different. But you know, the great thing about it is there's a lot behind it. I, the executive coaching really helped me understand performance and how to get people to the next level. So, and then the natural thing for me being a professional athlete before was to, you know, get into sport. So that, that's, and I'm focusing, I'm focusing a lot of that on what I do today.
0: Awesome. I mean, how you kind of mentioned that with all the different sports that you've worked with in the past and um, equestrian included, Where what have you found is the common theme of different types of athletes that you've worked with and whether it be, you know, NFL or PGA tour or FEI, has there been kind of a common theme that you've noticed with any athlete, depending on what their sport is?
1: Yeah, well, I would say, you know, definitely one thing that is common throughout all performance is that athletes do not spend enough time on the mental and emotional piece. So when you look at a performance model of, you know, general performance, you have sort of the technical piece, you have the physical piece, you have the the strategic piece, and then there's the mental and emotional piece. And I really believe that athletes, corporate performers, entertainers, they don't spend any time on it because... For a number of reasons. The first of all is you can't really see it. Unlike the others that are more physical, you can't see it. The other thing is too, there's not a really, they don't really have a process to work on it. Like when you're working on technique, when you're working on physicality, there's yeah. often a uh, a process to work on it. But with respect to uh, me- the mental and the emotional piece, there's not. So that's why we built a very defined step-by-step process to to help athletes develop those skills, which I think are critical. If If you're going to get to the next level in anything performance related, you have to work on the mental and the emotional piece, because at some point it'll, it becomes more and more important. So you have to have the skills to be able to address the challenges that, that performance presents to you.
0: Definitely. And then within the equestrian sport, What have you noticed? You know, you've worked with some really top athletes and we'll get to that in a minute with the book. I mean, even just your cover alone, you've worked with some really amazing equestrian athletes. Have you noticed a common theme with the individuals that you have worked with as far as struggles or things that they are working through within this sport?
1: Well, I think first of all, well, it's a super difficult sport. I come from the sport of golf. It's a very mental and emotional sport. And right. I think it's funny because when I talk to riders who play golf, they sort of relate it to golf a little bit. The riding, they think it's similar with respect to the mental and the emotional challenges. And I would agree with that. The, certainly the unpredictability of the horse makes it a little bit difficult. Now at the higher levels, the horses are a bit more predictable, but at the sort of the mid range levels, and maybe even the lower levels, the horses can be a little bit unpredictable, as you know. Sure. So it makes it quite difficult. I would say in the reason I wrote this book, uh, Ride Big is because when I'm working in equestrian sport, I do see a problem with confidence. There is a deficit of confidence. And I I would almost go as far to say, and I do say it in the book, that there's a crisis of confidence for a variety of reasons. I don't. First of all, I don't think that the a lot of equestrian athletes have that structure, that mental and emotional structure to really address some of the challenges that the sport presents. Second of all, we live in a very connected existence now, so social media. And all of the challenges that the connected existence presents is making it difficult for athletes or equestrian athletes. And it's, it's, it's challenging, certainly the confidence. So, I think confidence is a big one. It's sort of the you know the secret weapon, the bulletproof vest, and you really have to have it if you're going to be enjoy bo- both achieve and enjoy equestrian sport. I think you really need to both understand it and have the capacity to be able to build it. And and that was the purpose of of writing Ride Big is to give athletes that guide, that roadmap to both understand confidence and then build it so that they can, you know, sustainably have it. So, yeah, you know, the other thing is too, everyone is different um, and everyone has different challenges. But I think the common theme that I see in equestrian sport and the reason why I wanted to write this book for a couple of years is is this confidence factor and helping athletes or helping equestrians understand it. Definitely.
0: You've, you've written other books. Yes. What, how do you feel like this one is different? I mean, obviously there's the aspect of confidence, but what kind of led you to this moment of writing Ride Big?
1: Well, I think exactly what I was talking about. I think I I just, it was so obvious to me that this book was needed in equestrian sport. Mm -hmm. There's a lot for the, you know, there's a lot for the horse. There's great training and everything for the horse, but less for the rider so I wanted to bring this perspective I have from 20 years of working in high performance and working in other sports. And I, fe- I also feel equestrian maybe is a little bit behind with respect to this mental and emotional piece. So I wanted to bring sort of the modern rider, some ideas that we use in the NBA and the NFL and the PGA Tour and, mm-hmm. and with athletes in, in those sports. So I'm bringing a bit of an outside perspective, but I have this experience the last six years of, of working in equestrian sports. So the confidence thing was just natural. Like people asked me what I was going to write about or what I wanted to write about. And you know, when I, when I talk to, and I'll tell you too, it's interesting when I, anytime a, a potential client calls me, and wants to, you know, talk about the mental and the emotional piece, probably in the first couple of minutes of the conversation, confidence is always the topic they want to talk about. I've lost my confidence. I'm not confident. And then how do I get more confidence? So I think I'm answering those questions in the book. And I think it'll also lead to other things and other opportunities for, for the equestrian athlete to build those mental and emotional muscles through learning more about confidence
0: definitely with all of the athletes that you have reaching out asking about confidence specifically are Mm -hmm. there any i guess ways that you talk with people that it might be hidden like hidden terms or maybe they feel like they don't um have a confidence issue but it's kind of masked through another trait that they're trying to work on or, or something else
1: yeah, it's, it's possible, Bethany. I mean, the the first piece in confidence always is, and to be honest, the, the most important piece in performance relates to the self, it's always about self awareness. So a lot of people, I think, have blind spots, and they don't really understand what's happening to them, you know, maybe understanding some of the fears that they have, maybe understanding how pressure. They can't quite consume pressure in the right way. They may have perfectionist tendencies, which I see a lot in in equestrian sport, but the self-awareness piece and really clearly understanding yourself leads to confidence. If you, if you have to back up confidence and go backwards a little bit, you really need to. And that's how I addressed it in the book. I, I, I started off with the core fundamental pieces of confidence and the, 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 One of the big core pieces is self-awareness, understanding yourself, why you do what you do, your strengths, your limitations, where you're going, what you believe in, all those things. Because, you know, when you think about it, in order to really believe in something, and we're talking about confidence in that context, you have to understand it first. So that's why for young uh, equestrians or any equestrians really getting to know yourself and understanding yourself is critical. And then you have the opportunity to really, you know, bring on the confidence and develop the confidence. So, you know, it's, 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 it's very fundamental. There was one athlete, one professional equestrian I worked with and, and, it was one of the first one of the first people I worked with at the professional level in equestrian and we he was struggling a little bit and I talk about him in the book he just wasn't happy with the way where he was in the sport lots of potential but wanted more certainly And, and that's what we did. We built the structure for him. We started with the self-awareness piece and we kind of moved forward from there. And it was a step-by-step process. And there was some fantastic results in terms of results as a result of him developing these pieces. And he just gained more and more confidence and got better and better. And, and so that's what happens. If you build those sort of core fundamental pieces you have the opportunity certainly to be confident.
0: What are the practical steps that you walk some of your clients through to start developing that self-awareness?
1: Oh boy. Yeah, that's a process. So, you know, if I'm working with an athlete, for example, I'll, I'll spend maybe a month. So we'll assess them first of all, and, you know, figure out what they need help with maybe around self awareness and then we'll start developing the pieces of self awareness you know purpose values strengths limitations all the core fundamental pieces of self awareness that really you need to have to understand yourself clearly so i always talk when i work with a writer or i work with any type of perf- performer we're always trying to achieve what's called an inside-out perspective. So you build the inside so that they can really express themselves outwardly and and maximize their abilities. Now, the problem these days, and what I was talking about, is the distractions, the connected existence and everything. So a lot of riders are riding from the outside in. So all of these things that come from the outside become a part of their structure on the inside. And that's not an effective or a constructive place to ride from. It has to be all about the rider, what they believe in, uh, the truth about themselves, and then they can really express themselves and maximize their, their abilities.
0: I wanted to take a moment to talk about our wonderful sponsor today, The Modern Horse. If you haven't heard of them before, The Modern Horse is a seasonal subscription service which features equestrian life and style products curated for riders, horse owners, and equestrian lifestyle enthusiasts. Their feature product, the BitBox, is mailed to subscribers each season every three months and contains five to 10 products, including clothing, beauty, home decor, leather goods, and more valued at over $250 and sold in a quarterly or annual bundle subscription. And The Modern Horse seeks to provide products which feature small female-owned businesses, luxury retailers, and upcoming items to provide subscribers with something they will love in each box. So to find out more and to get your first box, visit their website at themodernhorse.com. That's themodernhorse.com. Thank you so much, The Modern Horse. All right, let's get back to the episode. So let's talk about the book because I am so excited about it. And it's officially out April 18th, correct? I think so.
1: Yeah, it's available. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. And it's it's published by amazing people at Trafalgar Square Books. They're fantastic. Yeah, Martha and Rebecca and Caroline, who edited the book. and But Martha and Rebecca, who I work with, or I have been working with on the book the last number of months have been fantastic and put out a great product. So such a great contribution to the equestrian world, you know, putting out all these great books where people can learn So, yeah, I think so. It'll be available on, it's available for pre-order now, I believe, on Amazon and all the other outlets. And then it'll be available, I think, April 18th on Horse and Rider Books. If people want to look at it too, Bethany, and read a chapter of it, you can go to Horse and Rider Books, click on What's Coming, and then you can see the Ride Big. You can't miss the Ride Big cover. It's It's right there. So you can read a little bit about the book, what's inside, read a chapter, and get a, a feel for what it's all about.
0: Speaking of cover, t- that is—it's an amazing cover. Tell me a little bit. Tell me first of all who's on it and the significance of these three writers on the cover of your book.
1: Yeah, you are so right, Bethany. This this cover, Rebecca from Trafalgar Square Books designed this cover, and it's it's uh, it's an awesome cover. So yeah. I have, on the cover, I have three writers who agreed to be on the cover and who are endorsing the book and who are a part of the book. I interviewed them and and they have a significant sort of contribution to the book. So Michael Young is one of them. And certainly, I, I don't know if everybody knows who Michael Young is, but he's a uh, he could be the best, you know, overall equestrian athlete in the last 20 years. Mm. He's just, he's an eventer. He's such a great guy. He's German. He won the gold medal in the Olympics in eventing back-to-back, both in London and Rio. And some of the things he's done in the sport are fantastic. He's just a unicorn, really. And he was fantastic to deal with. The other two riders, one of them is, as we know, the great McLean Ward. amazing person. Uh, amazing rider certainly certainly one of the best show jumpers of all time and some great ideas McLean contributed to the book the third rider is laura tomlinson who won the gold medal in london in dressage as part of the gb team and won the individual bronze medal in london so she's a phenomenal person had some great insights for people for the book and I'm just thrilled and humbled that they wanted to be, you know, a part of the book and a part of the cover. I mean, that's incredible. That cover is just like you said, it's amazing. So
0: and it fits the title really well.
1: (laughs) It does. And you have McLean, right? Jumping right out, right out of the title, right out of the, the ride big. So it fits so well. And we've done some fun things with that too, as far as merchandise and that sort of thing with with that image so it's yeah it's been overall great and so many bethany so many we have 13 contributors to the book all were so nice so generous and we we you know got help from show jumpers from dressage writers from eventers from polo players and from rainers so that covers off a little bit on some of the core pieces of equestrian sport and you know i think whether it doesn't matter what discipline you're in an equestrian sport. I think this book is really can you can really relate to this book. And I think it will really help people.
0: Amazing. That is so exciting.
1: Give yeah, it's super me, Give exciting. me like
0: a little rundown for someone who is looking <laughs> to snag one of these books in <laughs> April. What do you kind of go through throughout the book?
1: So yeah, like I was saying, so we'll start, we start off the book by looking at the core pieces of confidence. First of all, helping people understand confidence. What is it? Like, that's a question you could ask a lot of people and I'm not sure a lot of people could define it. So we defined it in the book. What is confidence to help people with that? Then we get into the first part of the book. So part one is the fundamentals, the core pieces, the building blocks of confidence. So they include self-awareness, certainly how you train and prepare, which is really important. Obviously, you have to do the work, right? And then the third one, which is critical that we got help with, and Laura has a great story in the book about how this really changed her career and got her to the point of being able to you know win a gold medal, the writer 's own voice, some people call it self talk some people call it a narrative, but you really have to get that part right. It mm-hmm. is so critical in every piece of performance. it may be the most important part, so I take people through a process of how to build that and how to make it how to how to help it support you and how to use it in a very positive way and develop it properly. And I think for young riders and young athletes and, and young people in general, that's a really big thing. It's a really key thing. So I think they have some nice takeaways there. So then we, the next piece of the book is about building confidence. So we look at things like emotions, what they are, how they impact your writing, and having a little process to be able to you know, really use emotions to your advantage and understand what messages they're sending you. Then we get into planning. So obviously, to, to be confident, you have to understand where you're going. So you need a plan to do it. But what does that look like? How do you do that? So I help people with vision and planning. We use Michael Young in one chapter on, on the area of comfort. You know, traditionally, people call it comfort zone and how to grow that, how to expand it you know, how to improve and how to get better. And Michael was perfect for that. And then focus, you know, mindfulness is really critical today in performance. So we give people a mechanism for building that mindfulness and that's attached to focus and being able to focus on what's important and focus on the right things. The third part of the book, which is a fun part of the book is it's the threats. What can take away confidence? What do you have to look out for? Mm. What's common today in equestrian sports? So things like fear. And I had Harry Mead and if you Go to Horse and Rider books and read the chapter on Harry Mead. It's a fascinating chapter on what happened to Harry and how he addressed. Like he had this crazy, crazy fall in, in eventing. And they liter- literally told him he was not going to come back and ride again. But he came back and he wrote again. And the following year, he was third at badminton. So, wow. yeah, so it's a, it's a phenomenal story. And he's a phenomenal person, too. So you can learn a lot from him. So we look at fear and how to coexist with it. You know, it, you you can never sort of eliminate or get rid of fear, but you can coexist with it. And then pressure. And Beezy Madden, for example, gives some thoughts on pressure, how she, uh, how she consumes it, how she addresses it. And as you know, you've had her on your show. She's a phenomenal person. And, and what she's done is just amazing in totally. equestrian sport. So, and then McLean will give his ideas of pressure and Michael will give his ideas of pressure. And then, you know, other things like perfection, which I think equestrian athletes really need to take a close look at and understand what it is and how it's impacting uh, their riding. And then the final, the final sort of wrap up chapter, I go through a bunch of traps, modern traps that I feel that equestrians fall into that I've seen and we also asked some of these top trainers and top uh, riders what they think the traps are, too. So that's the book. So it builds towards, you know, the threats at the end. But I think everybody will be able to find something in this book that can help them. And my objective for this book was to not only have people read it, but use it over again, over and over again as a guide for themselves so they can go back to it. That was the objective to mm-hmm. when, I, when I wrote this. So, yeah, I'm hoping people are really going to like it. I think it's a, it's a cool, it's, it's something different because it has the voices, not only my voice, but it has the voices of some of the world's best writers in it. And those writers are, you know, giving the reader thoughts and advice mm-hmm. on what's worked for them and, and some really great suggestions.
0: I think another aspect that makes that so powerful is the fact that it, it kind of humanizes those riders and, and the riders that we all have idolized our entire lives as equestrians that they have had confidence issues in the past or maybe things that they're still working through and and mm-hmm. kind of been able to come out on the other side is, is really cool to read about firsthand because it, I think it just helps you try to put it all together individually.
1: That is a fantastic point that all of these writers are human beings. All of these writers have had struggles. All of these writers have gone through a process. And, you know, McLean has talked about it widely about his, his, you know, sort of limitations and that he's developed them and he's built them, these mental and emotional pieces. And look where it's got him. I mean, he's Right. He's, he's incredible now. And you saw, him, you saw him at the WEG last year mm-hmm. and how incredible he is under pressure now. And, but that was a process that he had to build and understand. So, And Michael Young, here's the, maybe like I said, the, the best writer of the last 20 years. He, mm-hmm. he said in the book that he's fallen off a thousand times, <laughs> yeah. but he, he just kept getting back up. And every single time he fell off, he learned something and it made him a better rider so things like that are really inspiring when you hear you know the world's best you know equestrian athlete or best rider talk to you about about falling off and why it's an okay thing to fall Mm -hmm. off why it's a it's a pretty good thing to fall off because each time you do fall off you learn something and it's going to make you a better rider so yeah yeah great point you make there it's uh, it's really fun to to see through the book that You know, these people are human. They're fantastic Mm -hmm. at what they do, but they are human beings too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's um, also cool to really enjoy our sport and the beauty of it is that for a lot of people there's a very large window that we can be performing in this sport where like I know a lot of other sports that you work with there is this tiny little window of yes. where you kind of hit your peak and that's I, that's another aspect that should hopefully bring people some peace of mind as they're working through their confidence that it is a marathon not a sprint and this these things take time but it's definitely possible
1: yeah, and I, I I totally agree with you. And I think the other thing people can take away from the book too is maybe how to enjoy the sport a little bit more and, you know, there's some perspective in the book that can help them with that. We're all trying to achieve something in everything. Mm-hmm. Equestrian athletes are always trying to achieve. You want to win. You want to get better. But, you know, a big part of it, like a lot of people lose the joy and the passion for it because right. they're focused on the wrong things. They lose their confidence and then they focus on the wrong things. They focus maybe too much on achievement. but. I'm hoping that the book will also help people enjoy the sport more, which I think is really important because like you say, you can do it for a long time. So you want to always have that joy and passion and and be able to, you know, enjoy it for, you know, the entire time that you're in it.
0: Absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much for taking the time. I am so excited. I've been able to kind of dabble in your new book, but I am really pumped to just kind of dive in and take a lot out of it. And I am so excited for everyone listening to be able to get their hands on it too. I'll make sure to include links to Ride Big for how people can go ahead and grab a copy themselves. But thank you so much. And I wish you all the best.
1: Thanks, Bethany. I, like I said, you know, when we first came on, I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. You're providing a really nice service for equestrians, especially through COVID, right? You need bright spots through COVID. And I know <laughs> people, you know, turn on your podcast. They hear your, you know, great cheery voice and you, you bring on these fantastic, inspiring people. So congrats on what you're doing too. You're doing a fantastic job and you should be proud.
0: Thank you.